gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the internet. Here in the basement of the Great Hall of Justice are the most powerful forces for good podcasting ever assembled. This is the DC Superpowers Podcast. This looks like a job for Superman. To the Batmobile. My name is John Jones. I am the Green Arrow. Hey, super friends, welcome back to the DC Superpowers podcast, issue number 136 for New Comic Book Day, May the 1st, 2019. I'm your host, Ken Rose, and uh, here in the basement of the Hall of Justice, I know we've had a couple of weeks off, but we do have some big news that came out this week that we couldn't wait any longer. Now, my co-host, Vernage may be joining us later on um, tonight, and if so, we will be talking some Shazam finally. I've seen it a couple weeks ago. I saw it when it first came out, and it was amazing. I've seen it twice. I love that movie. Now, Vernon just got a chance to see it, so hopefully he's all excited about seeing it all or talking about it. So we're going to get to that here in a little bit if he can uh, get onto a boom tube and get over here. So, but... Before we get into that, we do have some television and news and other things that like we usually cover. The first one I have is actually in DC Universe news. Now, I know we talk about DC Universe all the time, but have you guys seen the new Swamp Thing trailer? There's a minute and 46 second Swamp Thing trailer out there now that if it doesn't give you the creeps, I don't know what's going on. This Now, James Wan has been saying that Swamp Thing will be a horror TV show. And this shows all of that. It has all the good uh, monster stuff, it seems, from the original 80s Swamp Thing movie by Wes Craven. But without all the campiness and the crazy um, rubber suit monster stuff, this looks amazing. If you're a fan of like Evil Dead... This very much has the Evil Dead feel with the vines creeping around and things attacking out of the swamp. Uh, the trailer does show uh, Abby Arcane. It shows Alec Holland. It shows Swamp Thing himself. This show is going to be amazing. Uh, and the lighting and stuff, you can tell that the showrunner and producer on this is a horror person. This is supposed to be a hard R horror TV show. And that's what you're getting out of this. Let me see all this watching, and there's stuff bouncing all over the place. We got people in pig masks. We get a look at Ian Ziering looking at the Blue Devil mask, since we know that he is Blue Devil in this series. So we're probably going to get an origin story for Blue Devil at some point, which would be kind of cool. This, I know a lot of people are lo looking forward to maybe, if at all possible, getting Matt Ryan to show up as Constantine. Now, I've not heard anything yet either way on this, I've, but I, I doubt it for this series that Matt Ryan will be in it because they're not going to want to link this to the CWTV universe. But you never know. The one thing I am kind of hoping for is to get another on-screen version of like a Zatanna. We are getting um, lit Madame Zadadu, which anybody who's not sure who Madame Zadadu is, check out the Hawkman miniseries going right now. She's in there for the comic books. So, uh... But moving on from there, we have some casting and some casting rumors from the Suicide Squad. Now, we know Suicide Squad is get, ramping up, getting ready to go. And we do have this one is actually from The Hollywood Reporter. So it got probably real close to being dead on. And that's James Gunn has cast Ant-Man actor David Dust, uh, Dust 
Malkian? Des- so, David, I'm brutalizing your name, but if you're not, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, you can come on the show and correct me about it. I have no problem with that. I've been wrong before. But he is being cast, and this, if you know who he is, he was one of Ant-Man's, or one of um, Scott's partners in the in the heists in Swamp Thing. Or not Swamp Thing, in Ant-Man, sorry. But James Gunn has cast him the right now, it looks like, as the Polka Dot Man, which would be a perfect v- person for this. Now, the Polka Dot Man is in here described as, let me see, or the Polka Dot Man... De- Debuted originally in 1962 in Detective Comics number 300, and it's Abner Krill. He was a low-level crook who tried to make a name for himself with spot-themed crimes and a costume that included some amazing gimmicks, such as spots that transformed into buzz saws and flying saucers on command. Now, Gunn has shown has shown pretty in the past that he what he could do with some pretty obscure characters. And the Polka Dot Man has appeared in less than a dozen times total since he was originally created. So, um, and the character, according to here, is said to uh, lean a lot, very far into his embarrassment about his lame abilities. So it's one of those, he knows his abilities are terrible, but he's still going to lean into them and do it. So um, now, Desmalcam... I keep brutalizing that, but David has been in a lot of blockbuster movies other than just uh, Ant-Man. Now, he was Kurt in Ant-Man, but he's also been in a lot of um, Dennis Villeneuve movies. He was in Prisoners and Blade Runner 2049, Uh, and he's actually cast to play Piter on the new Dune reboot, which is looking like it's going to be fun, too. So that's going to be interesting for there. The next one is kind of cool. I'm a little excited about this. And that's basically the biggest rumor right now is that one wrestler is being replaced by another. It's looking like since David Batista had to step away from the Suicide Squad because of, ca- because of scheduling, it looks like we are getting John Cena possibly to step in at, as the role of Christopher Smith, a.k.a. the Peacemaker. Now, everybody should know who John Cena is at this point. And then it says that Christopher Smith was actually created in 1966 by Joe Gill and Pat Boyette for Charlton Comics before being acquired before Charlton was acquired by DC in the 1980s. But it hasn't but hasn't seen much comic book time since then. The character was originally designed as a pacifist diplomat that is also committed or that is so committed to peace in the world that he will he is willingly they're willing to use brute force in order to achieve his goal. Smith is a super jack trade marksman who specializes in advanced weapons or military weapon systems. And we've seen that um, John Cena in other movies like Bumblebee um, can do play a military type character very well. It's also shown that he's pretty good with the black humor, which is a, a very similar to what uh, Gunn does in a lot of his movies anyway. So that's going to be interesting if we can see John Cena actually in the Suicide Squad. Staying in the wrestling zone, though, I know when Toy Fair came around, we were all excited about this DC Lucha Explosiva action figure line. Well, something weird is happening with this. Because as of right now, all the comic book, comic store orders for the Lucha Explosiva line have been canceled by DC Collectibles. 
The company um, didn't give any reason for the cancellation, but it stated that um, these items are not going to be resolicited. But it looks like you can still find them on Amazon and places like that. So I don't know if they're just pulling them and putting them as an Amazon only, or maybe it's going to be for the big box stores only because you may be able to get them at Walmart or Target or places like that. I'm not sure. But as of right now, it looks like they are pulling the line from the comic shops, which kind of sucks. I, those, these look like awesome figures. Okay, well, I've done, I just did some searching well, in that little bit of time. You guys didn't even notice it. But I did some searching. It looks like the line has been canceled. Amazon is still running them as pre-order. And it says it's re- they should be shipping in September, but I have a feeling that's going to be coming down off of there pretty soon, too, because that's the only place that they still exist. Even DC Collectibles' website ha- it doesn't have any- these on there, which is a very a huge disappointment because these figures look amazing. I'm hoping at some point they will still find their way out. I'm not sure who, who even was making these, so it may be the company they were working with decided that um, they didn't want to do it or something, but this is an awesome figure line and this would have been great comic books i think if they would have put it out because remember a lot of the dc collectibles they'll put out digital series just for these lines so people can see what's going on with them and um get to know who the figures are before you buy the figures so i'm hoping lucha explosiva still finds its way out uh this would make a great cartoon too i think for the, like the DC universe, that would be perfect. I know I used to love shows like Mucha Lucha and things like that. This would be a great show for that, especially to hit the Latino and Mexican markets, possibly. So hopefully, at some point we'll see this come back. But as of right now, it looks like it's a dead product. It's gone. Uh, next up, though, this is not something that is gone. This is something that is returning. Now, it's been a couple of years since we've seen Batman and Superman together in a title, and remember, we have had their Batman-Superman title. Well, looks like spinning out of the end of the Batman Who Laughs is going to be a new Batman-Superman title. And this was announced on April or yeah, April 29th that, uh, let me see the names here, Joshua Williamson and David Marquez are going to be making, writing a new Batman-Superman title. And uh, the I can read the whole thing here. It's only a couple, but it says up in the sky, up in the sky, in the dark of the night. Trust no one, for the secret six walk among us. Yes, I said the secret six. Looks like they're returning also. Spinning out of the devastating events of DC's The Batman Who Laughs, Batman and Superman join together once more in an all-new monthly comic book. They're facing a terrifying new threat that could strike from anywhere. Writer Joshua Williamson from The Flash and Justice League Suicide Squad and artist David Marquez from over at Marvel with Civil War II and Avengers announced on the 29th in an interview with THR's Heat Vision that DC's world's finest heroes will team up in Batman Superman debuting August 14th, 2019. To launch the new DC series, the first arc of Batman Superman will follow the two titular heroes as they hunt down six infected heroes in the DCU. People revealed to be infected by the Batman who laughs with a deadly pathogen that violently transforms them into the vilest versions of themselves. The Dark Knight and the Man of Steel must journey into the depths of Gotham City to learn which of these of their fellow heroes has been transformed into the horrifying horsemen of their most dangerous and deranged foe ever. But before the Cape Crusader teams up with Last Son of Krypton in August, DC will extend Scott Snyder and Jock's thrilling miniseries, The Batman Who Laughs, 
to a surprise seventh issue, highlighting the final showdown between Batman and the Jokerized version of himself, who originated in the from the Dark Multiverse in Dark Knight's Metal. Bruce Wayne will have to outsmart Bruce Wayne in this ultimate test of good versus evil. So don't miss the final or the finale to the epic miniseries that will tear up the very foundations of Gotham City. Batman Superman number one is written by Joshua Williamson and illustrated by David Marquez with colors by David Stewart and it's going to hit shelves August 14th, 2019. The cover art is done by Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez with variant art by or the variant cover by um, Linil Yu. Now, the covers are look awesome. The first two are actually um, conjoined covers that when you put them together, make one image of Superman and Batman and the Batman Who Laughs. Um, that's the one by David Marquez and Alejandro Sanchez. The final issue of The Batman Who Laughs, written by Scott Snyder and illustrated by Jacques, and with color by David Barron, will actually hit shelves August 31st. So the, just two weeks before this new series launches. Then... Um, but we are going to find out more about this Batman Superman series in this week's DC's Year of the Villain number one, which comes out um, May 1st. That's this week for 25 cents. This was their pre free comic book day sh uh, book. Uh, so also remember, if you go out this Saturday and find your local comic book shop, it is free comic book day. There are offerings from DC and Marvel and everybody else out there. Check out what they got. Um, it's a great day to visit your local comic book shop. And speaking of the Year of the Villain, as I said, the Year of the Villain number one comes out this week on May 1st. Um, and we the whole thing launches in May, this week in May. And the Year of the Villain is actually a miniseries being written by Scott Snyder. And it shows Lex Luthor visiting various DC titles, offering its villains a way to defeat their hero nemesises once and for all. Now, in an interview, Scott Snyder says the event will culminate in a battle between good and evil in November when one side will win, and that will propel the biggest story we've ever told, at least in my time in DC, from December through the spring of 2020. Which is interesting to see what story are they getting to, because there are some big villain events happening right now. We know the city of Bane is coming to coming to Batman. We have Levi event Leviathan coming spinning out of the Superman books coming up, which is going to give us a Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen titles on their own. But that's been building for a while because we see the Leviathan, which until this point, remember, we thought um, was just the organization run by Talia al Ghul. Then um, anybody who's not sure who Leviathan is right now, you can check uh, the silencer. It's been a big part of the silencer since that start run has started. The, and, um, the silencer is actually what has been a member of Leviathan for a long, long time. But um, we know that's coming up. We got City of Bane's um, or City of Bane, I believe they're calling it. We have the Year of the Villain. There's a lot of things coming that are all tying together. Remember, they're tying. Uh, they're trying to keep this universe in one big tied-in uh, world. Now the um, Year of the Villain starts May first. It will feature a combine the combined talents of Scott Snyder, James Tynan the Fourth and Jim Chung, and it shows Luther making a major sacrifice in order to achieve his goal in order to make the villains of the DCU more powerful. Now, a lot of this has been built up, remember, also in Justice League, with Luther starting the Legion of Doom and um, 
releasing Perpetua, which in the DC universe, I'll, I'll talk about here in a minute, is actually the mother of the DC universe. Now, Snyder went on in his interview to talk about this, and he says that um, this is going to drive the Justice League to enlist every hero in the DC universe in order to fight the, this new, more powerful threat and will eventually lead to one of the biggest battles between good and evil in the DC universe history. This is quote from Scott Snyder. It says, The year of the villain is a culmination of all the stuff we've been building towards on Justice League and since Metal. I told DC early on in the end of 2017 that we were going to do this story in Justice League that had Lex Luthor learning that the original form of the DC multiverse had humans at its center, but they were very different iterations of humans. Lex Luthor realizes or realized that the original version of the DC multiverse at its core as this kind of predatory immortal species that could almost take down anything else. The cosmic mother of the DCU perpetua originally shared our universe with this kind of immortal predatory space where humans were at the very center. Once that was found out after she was turned turned in by her sons the monitor the anti-monitor and the world forger the universe was restarted she was imprisoned and humans were kind of divested of all these abilities and turned into this kind of fleshy weak creatures lex believes lex believes this is the scar that essentially at the is at the core of who we are it's why we feel such longing and misery and why we have this sense of purposelessness at least for him sometimes now he feels invigorated. The year of the villain is about him finally believing in something bigger than himself, which is kind of scary. It says Lex Luthor um, has always been more the most dangerous mind in the DCU, but has only ever done anything by himself by believing in only himself. Now Luthor has faith in something bigger than him, which will make him more dangerous than ever. And remember, the year of the villain go out. Uh, right now in comic book shops or uh, on free comic book day, you can get Year of the Villain number one for 25 cents. Yes, that's 25 cents. Uh, the one last thing I had for news this week before we get into the poll list is the Eisner Award nominations are out. Now, anybody who's not sure, the Eisner Awards are basically the Oscars for the comic book world. It actually, is, it says right here, um, and it, DC announced this, DC Comics and Mad Magazine together have pulled 24 nominations. Now, anybody's not sure, Mad Magazine is actually run by DC Comics also. Now, the um, this is the 31st annual Will Eisner Comic Industry Awards that are given out at Com- San Diego Comic-Con every summer. Now, DC's titles and creators, they're represented, um, some of the elite, in the following nominations. We have the best short story, The Ghastly Tinies, by Matt Cohen and Mark Palm from Mad Magazine number four, the the talk of the saints by Tom King and Jason Fabic from the Swamp Thing Winter Special. So, and this is not the first last time you're going to hear Tom King in this because the best continuing series is Batman by Tom King. The best limited series uh, they have down here nominations: Batman the White Knight by Sean Murphy, Eternity Girl by Magdalene Visaggio and Sonny Liu. Exit Stage Left, The Snagglebus Chronicles by Mark Will- Russell, Mike Fian, and Mark Morales, and Mr. Miracle by, hey, Tom King and Mitch Gerards. Best Humor Publication, Mad Magazine pulled the nomination there, edited by Bill Morrison. Uh, then we move on to the Best Graphic Album, New, 
Uh, and the nominations from DC is Green Lantern Earth One Volume One by Karina Bechko and Gabrielle Hardman. And then uh, we got nominations for Best Archival Project, project uh, Collection or Project in Comic Books. And that go the nomination is for Action Comics: Eighty Years of Superman Deluxe Edition, edited by Paul Levitz. Now this is one I think for next year you're going to see this the Detective Comics: Eighty Years of Superman Deluxe Edition on there probably next year. Best Writer we got back Tom King for Batman, Mister Miracle, Heroes in Crisis, and to the Swamp Thing Winter Special. We also have nominations for Mark Russell for Exit Stage Left: uh, Snagglepuss Chronicles. Green Lantern, Huckleberry Hound, and Lex Luthor, Porky Pig. Also, he um, is did Lone Ranger for Dynamite this year. <coughs> but wait, there's more. For Best, Pencil- Best Penciler Inker or Penciler Inker Team, DC got nominations for Mitch Gerards for Mr. Miracle, Sunny Liu for Eternity Girl, and Yannick Paquette for Wonder Woman Year One Volume 2. For Best Coloring, we got nominations for Jordi Belair for Batman for the Divided Earth second season, Analog, Dead Hand, and Headlooper, Redlands for Image, then Shuri and Doctor Strange at Marvel. Nathan Fairbarn um, gets Best Coloring nomination for Batman, Batgirl, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman Year One Volume 2, and all from DC, and then Die, Die, Die from Image. Tamara Bonvillain gets nominated for Best Coloring for Alien 3 from Dark Horse, but also for Batman and Doom Patrol at DC, and then Moon Girl and Multiple Man at Marvel. And the last one for Best Coloring is another DC colorist, Matt Hollingsworth, for Batman White Knight, and then also for Seven to Eternity and Witches from Image. In the Best Painter Multimedia Artist category, Lee Bermigio, um is nominated for Batman Damned. And then the last two we have... Best lettering, we get Jared Fletcher from Batman Damned and Paper Girls at Image, Todd Klein from Black Hammer and Age of Doom from Dark Horse, and also Batman White Knight from DC, and Eternity Girl and the Books of Magic from Vertigo, and also he did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Tempest for Top Shelf IDW. Then the last category was um, Best Cover Artist. We get Nick Darrington for Mr. Miracle. And Joshua Middleton for Batgirl and the Aquaman variants. So congratulations to all the nominees. DC has a huge class in here. And um, good luck to everybody on that. That's going to be awesome to see who wins. And um, But we got to wait till July for Comic-Con to see who the winners are. <clears throat> and I believe that brings me to the end of our list of uh, news items for this week. Looks like Vernon's not going to make it this week, so but we will be talking Shazam as soon as I can get him on here with us. But before we go anywhere, though, we got to make a trip. And that sound can only mean one thing. It's time for our weekly trip to the comic book shop. This week's comic book pull list is for May the 1st, 2019. And we actually have 11 titles on the list for this week. And a couple of brand new uh, miniseries is starting up that are looking really, really interesting. So we're going to start off with Deathstroke number 43. Speaking of miniseries, this is a in, in continuity miniseries with Terminus still going right now. And we have, this is the end of the Terminus agenda that's been going across... To, 
Deathstroke and Teen Titans. Uh, then the Terminus finale, we get it's red, code red for the Teen Titans as their plan to capture and imprison Deathstroke has backfired in the worst possible way. Mercy Hall is in lockdown, or is on lockdown, and all the supervillains have escaped their cells. As the villains team up to take down their captors, Deathstroke makes one final attempt at fixing Damien. Will Damien fi- finally abandon Batman's code to save his friends from certain death? We'll find out in Deathstroke number 43. Art is done by Jason Paz and Carlo Pagulian, and is written by Adam Glass and Christopher Priest. Next up, we get Justice League number 23, The Sixth Dimension, Part 4. Our heroes have been banished to the prison planet of villains by the World Forger. Stuck it with no way out, or stuck with no way to escape, the hero or the team hatches a plan to defeat the World Forger and get back to their dimension with the help of a new ally. But where is Superman? Art here is done by George Jimenez and written by Scott Snyder. Next up, we get the Green Lantern number seven. After sacrificing himself to save the entire multiverse, or I'm sorry, after sacri- after sacrificing himself to save the entire universe from a cosmic WMD, Hal Jordan must find or finds himself trapped inside his own power ring, and he discovers an entire universe lies inside it, populated with souls whose lives are threatened when his ring runs out of power. Can Hal save yet another universe, one issue after saving the last? Only Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp know the answer with within this classic run in its making. And as I just said, the art is done by Liam Sharp and is written by Grant Morrison. Next up, I'm all excited because I love this series, Young Justice number 5. Gemworld rips in half as Dark Opal battles the teen heroes of Young Justice as this huge incontinuity epic continues. While Robin, Amethyst, Impulse, Teen Lantern, and Superboy fight for their freedom, the secrets of Jenny Hex, Jonah Hex's great-great-granddaughter, are revealed. And it is a DC Universe doozy. Art is done by Chris Anka, and, is, and Pat, Patrick Gleason is written by Brian Michael Bendis. I've also heard coming up soon in Young Justice, we are going to get a new hero for Tim Drake. He's going to finally evolve from Robin. It's not just going to be Red Robin. He's going to have a totally new uh, moniker and a new name and a new hero. That's going to be interesting to see. Also, we will be getting soon more information on Superboy. What, what happened? How is Superboy now a father? We will find out coming up soon. Next up, we get part 10 of 12 and the Adventures of Super Sons number 10. It's the runaway train from hell. Superboy and Robin better hold on for dear life as they ride a 20 megaton cosmic engine of mass combustion. It says, that's a pun. Into their final battle with Rex Luthor. But Rex has got a brand new army of shiny new supervillains ready to conquer all they survey. Will the son of Batman and the son of Superman be enough to stop him? Well, art, art is done by Matt Cetarelli and Carlo Barberi. It's written by Michael or Peter J. Tomasi. Sorry. Next up, we're getting Batman number 70. The Fall and the Fallen begins. This is, this is the one you've been waiting for. Now that Batman has escaped the nightmares, he's starting to see the forces rallying against him and that his father from another universe has joined the other side. The Cape Crusader has finally or the Cape Crusader finally digs into the mystery of how Thomas Wayne, aka the Flashpoint Batman, escaped the collapse of his dimension and ended up in this part of the multiverse. 
Get all the answers in this new five-part story paving the way for the next big Batman event, which we know is City of Bane. So we got five issues, and then City of Bane starts up. Art is done by Michael Janine, and it's written by Tom King. The last of the regular um, full runs, uh, or regular uh, titles, is this week Harley Quinn number 61. Harley Quinn welcomes new series artist Otto Schmidt. Harley travels to Gotham City to blow off some steam with her friend Catwoman in the best way she knows how. No, not a bank robbery. Game night. But the good, clean fun soon turns into a nightmare when they discover that the game is cursed and that they're inadvertently turned Gotham City into someone something straight out of a fantasy RPG. Now with the entire city gone insane, Harley Quinn is the only one who remembers reality. But will anyone believe her? Art is done by Otto Schmidt and is written by Sam Humphreys. Next up, we have uh, a continuing miniseries in The Female Furies number four. And I believe this is four of six. So I'm hoping soon that they're going to be able to flip this so that the ladies of The Female Furies will be able to um, swing back around and because sh- they've been taking a beating this in this series it's hard to read parts of this series so it's going to be so much better when they actually come out on top at the end of this and but in female furies number four we get is there life beyond the confines of apocalypse scott free the future mr miracle is about to find out but when big barda plays a role in his escape it could spell trouble not just for her potential promotion to the role of leader of the female furies but to the very existence of the furies the women warriors already have too many secrets among them. And if one is exposed, all are exposed. But which of Darkseid's minions holds the true key to their destruction? Could it possibly be Granny Goodness herself? The art is done by Adriana Mello and is written by Cecil Castellucci. The next three are brand new start startups, and we're starting with Deceased Number 1. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was Death, and Hades was following close behind him. Revelation 6-8. A mysterious technovirus has been released on Earth, infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent, monstrous engines of destruction. The heroes of the DCU are caught completely unprepared for a pandemic of this magnitude and struggle to save their loved ones first. But what happens to the world's greatest heroes if the world ends? New York Times bestselling writer Tom Taylor from Injustice returns with the terrifying new tale and is joined by artists Trevor Hairsline from Legends of the Dark Knight and Stefano uh, Guadiano from The Walking Dead. This is interesting. It's a, it sounds like a variation on a new zombie tale from DC. This is number one of six, I believe. Let me. It's not showing me the whole title. I believe it's number one of six, though, on this one. The next one is a one of six, and this we know is um, we've been waiting for. And it is the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, number one. The 80th anniversary of Batman collides with the 35th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In this stunning concluding, or yeah, in this stunning concluding miniseries to the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trilogy, our heroes have battled the the evil of the Foot Clan in Gotham City and Bane in New York City, in New York. Now Krang has gotten his hands on the most dangerous technologies of the DC universe, and no universe is safe from his wrath. And this is a co-publication with IDW. The art here is done by Freddie E. Williams II and written by James Tynan IV. And the final book is the 25-cent special, 
DC Year of the Villain number one. Evil is winning. Lex Luthor and the Legion of Doom conspire with cosmic gods, bending mankind toward a dark destiny. Elsewhere, the scourge of Leviathan spreads unchecked, seizing power in every corner of the world. And all the while, the Batman who laughs buries himself in the shadows, aligned with no one, yet with sinister plans for all. The carnage starts here as the bad guys take center stage in the year of the villain, the most treacherous event in DC Comics history. Some act, some act with united goals, others with plans, with plans selfish and secret. Every one of them with a monstrous conclusion or collision course against Batman, Superman, and the heroes of the DC universe. And our heroes, and our heroes will fail us. Don't miss the start of the year of the villain, featuring the talents of writers Brian Michael Bendis, Scott Snyder, and James Tynan IV, and artists Jim Chung, uh, Alex Maleev, and Francis Manipool with cover artist Greg Capullo, all for just 25 cents. And I believe this is actually running as three separate stories in here. So you can um, go to the comic shop, pick this up for 25 cents. It's the 32-page special. It's going to set up uh, three different stories. Check that out. But And remember, this Saturday on May the 4th, which is also, I have to say, happy May the 4th, and may the 4th be with you, but it's also free comic book day. Go down to your local shop, um, pick up your free comics, but also look, see what they got. If you've not been into a comic shop recently, uh, they, you never know what they're going to be carrying and what they have, what they don't. There is great comics from every publisher out there. Also, if you can't find comics, most of your uh, most of the different uh, sites for the different comic publishers have comic finder shop finders on there. Or I believe, give me just a second here. Yes, if you go to comicshoplocator.com, you can type in your zip code, and it'll uh, tell you the closest comic shops to you. There's all, they also do have apps for Apple and Android, so that you can find your the closest shop to you, and you never know. You may find, find your new favorite store. Check them out. Remember, May the 4th is free comic book day. So other than that, I believe... It is the end of another episode. Thank you for hanging out with us, Super Friends. The um, Vernon hopefully will be back with us soon. I Hopefully he can find a mother box to get out of where he's at and get here with us. But um, thanks for hanging out with us anyway. Like I said, go check out Free Comic Book Day. Let us know what you found at Free Comic Book Day. What did you find? Did you find your local shop? Uh, you can get a hold of us on... Instagram as DC Superpowers Podcast. On Twitter, we are at DC or at Superpowers DC. You can also find Vernon on Twitter and Instagram or Twitter as Howlin' at Wolf. On Instagram or no, Instagram it's Howlin' at Wolf. Twitter, I believe he's V Yellow. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as or Facebook is Ken Rose. On Instagram and Twitter, it's GW1 Ken. You can also find, email the show. Geek or yeah, geek. Sorry, I I'm on my other show for a second. DC Superpowers Podcast at gmail.com. Also, go to the DC Superpowers website at dcsuperpowers.com. On there, you can find um, our friends, all of our show posts. You can find our sponsors page with friends of the show that um, 
These are different products that we like that we think you guys might like too. They don't cost you anything extra. Just click on there. If you go to the, I, we have Things from Another World, which has all kinds of collectibles and trades and um, single issues of comics, I believe, also in there. Superhero Stuff is another great superhero collectibles site. Sideshow Collectibles, anybody who's been in any kind of geekdom at all knows Sideshow Collectibles. They are the number one place for your premium uh, statues and figures. Also, you can click on the gear tab and go to our T Public page. Now, T Public, um, there you can get T-shirts, book bags, um, coffee mugs, all of this with the DC Superpowers logo on it. Check them out. Go, but all of this is available at DCSuperpowers.com. You can also get us. We are proud members of the D, of the Weeby Geeks and the Tangibound Networks at WeebyGeeksPC.com and TangiboundNetwork.com. So for that, Super Friends, thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next week. And uh, hopefully, Bernie will be with us. Remember, get your free comics. Let us know on any of the social medias what you got. What did you pull from Free Comic Book Day? Other than that, Super Friends, we'll see you next week.